Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, talking with Vicki and Kim. Yay, we're here Yay, together. Yay, we're here. And we're going to talk about people being together. Yes. In groups. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a groupy kind of conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to talk about leadership skills today. Because everybody is a leadership sometime. Mm, okay. Leadership. Yeah. Oh, that was bad yeah. grammar. No, that's good. That's well, good. we can pretend like you said everybody's we're in leadership. All yeah, together yeah, yeah, yeah. on a <laughs> ship and somebody <laughs> has to lead all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so we have phrases like natural born leader, you know, and okay, we, we, we know we've all met those people who are just sort of, they're charismatic, they're well prepared, they're articulate, they're confident, they're kind. And that does make for a natural born leader. That's lovely. But there are a whole lot of situations where there will not be a natural born leader who is just going to captain this ship for us. Mm-hmm. And um, different ones of us are going to be called upon to take a position of leadership. Mm-hmm. For a season. Mm-hmm. And we have very unique personalities. Mm-hmm. So how we're going to lead is going to be as unique as each of us is. But there are guiding principles that can then be communicated and taught as skills to our teens. And that's what we want to lean into today. Ways that we can actively cultivate good leadership skills in our very unique people. Awesome. So did any of you ever have uh, unique Children in your homeschool, or were they all the same? Oh, all mine are, you know, <laughs> cookie cutter. <laughs> right. Paper cutter, you know, the paper dolls, you fold the paper. They're all, yeah. all exactly the same. All the same, and there's only one right way. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Kim has identical twins who are even very distinctly unique people, so yeah. there's a lot of sarcasm in that statement of hers. Drip yeah. drip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely not cookie cutter. Definitely no. not one right way to do this. None of our children nor no. our families, right? We, we, for years and years, have uh, worked with the local homeschool community and done group classes and co-ops and stuff. And we noticed that the kids are all different also. So mm-hmm. it's not just our kids. Right. But in our, in our homeschool umbrella school, Mm-hmm. One of the things we were very blessed with is having a team of leadership, the, the grown-ups, mm-hmm. who valued creating a welcoming culture. Mm-hmm. And I know Sabrina is talking about her church also yep. values that welcoming culture. So they have to develop leadership skills in the introverts and teach the extroverts how to bring people in so it's just not a one-man show. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. yeah, it's funny. At, at, at our church recently, we've been talking about what does an atmosphere of welcome look like? And that sounds so cliche and cute. And well, everybody knows, you know, you have this kind of signage and you have greeters at the door and you have coffee and you have, and then there are some of us in the room who are saying, hold up, actually, I'm much more introverted than some of you are. And when I walk into that, I feel like I have just gotten slammed. Mm-hmm. It is too much, too fast. I mm-hmm. do not want a greeter up in my business and mm-hmm. I will get a cup of coffee when I'm ready for it. Thank you. I would like to stand and observe mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. And the extroverts in the room, their jaws drop and they go, really? <laughs> like, what's up with that? And I say, well, what would a welcoming atmosphere look like to you? And I would say, I would like to be able to come in and just be ignored for a minute or so. So mm-hmm. I can just kind of take the temperature of the room and figure out where I'm comfortable standing. And the extroverts say, ignore you? Wouldn't that make you feel unwanted? So it's, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to figure mm-hmm. these things out. And so we want our teens to be um, 
to be equipped to recognize the complexities mm-hmm. of leadership mm-hmm. rather than to just be taught a, um, I mean, there are good things like, you know, shoulders back, chin mm-hmm. up, smile, speak yeah. loudly, and clearly mm-hmm. take a public speaking class. So mm-hmm. that you get some practice in front of a group and for real, really that do stuff those is all good. Yes. yes. Oh, those are yeah. wonderful yeah. things. Yep. That's not the whole picture. Right. Oh, no. So let's talk about some of the complexities. Yeah. Well, I think you just mentioned it. Like we are all different. So not only are the leaders different, but the participants are different, each unique, not just, it's not just a us and a them or a we and a they, but every single one of us is unique. So every leader on your leadership team is a little bit different. Every person sitting in the pew or in the chair in the classroom or in the seat in your living room or wherever you are, or, you know, in, in their bed, in their bedroom, whatever, <laughs> at the around the kitchen table, wherever you are, we're all unique. And, and it's, um, it's easy to kind of look at it and think of, well, there's, you know, there's extroverts and there's introverts and, and yes, there is. And we all have our own stuff, but within extroverts, extroverts, you know, have this wide range of true experiences and, and preferences and comfort levels and all those kinds of things. And, you know, I, I went to a new church this Sunday for, you know, for the first time in a while. Um, and it was interesting because it was a very small group. There were probably 30 people there, maybe. Mm. And my husband and my daughter and I walked in and boy, did we feel like everybody noticed that we were the new people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is, it's a delicate dance. And I'm, je- I'm a huge people person. I, you know, I was thrilled because they shared the piece early in the service and they gave you enough time to actually go greet every single person in the church. Wow. <laughs> but I think Sabrina probably would have hated that. Too much too soon. Too much too soon. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So there's 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 a lot to it, and and it's also you know what are our purposes? Like what is mm. the purpose of this group? What is the purpose of this time together? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe our group purpose is to build relationships, but maybe our purpose of this time together, this hour or two or whatever we have. Mm-hmm. is to make plans for a specific event. So then yes. we're going to need to be more tasky and more um, purposeful, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. whereas the overall goal might be much more relational, which may not need to have as much direction and um, specificity to it. Yeah, there it is. Good stuff. So in a, in a situation, like a one-off situation, like it's the first day of co-op, Mm. or it's the first day of group classes or the first day you go to youth group at a new church or something like that. A leader, even if it's an introvert, all a leader has to do to start with is to have shoulders back, chin up, and a little bit of a smile. smile. And be willing to eye contact, acknowledge there's a person in the room. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy, especially for introverts, to... um, feel very shy and that's okay, mm-hmm. but to take that shyness and look away. But if they look toward people as they come into the room and just a little bit of brief eye contact, not a stare, mm-hmm. just a, a glance mm-hmm. with a little bit of a smile, that person was just acknowledged in their life. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's leadership skills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. It's funny. I was, um, I was in the airport this weekend and I was talking to my, my one son when I got back from my trip and I said, the airport is the most fascinating place to people watch. Oh, I've been yeah. in airports a lot the last oh, year, yeah. a lot of people watching. And, um, it's really funny when you have that person in the waiting area or when you first board the plane, that person who barely feels that it's their responsibility to make sure that everybody feels like, Oh, we're all in this together. Yes. <laughs> you know? And so they, but you're, if you're not even sitting in their row, they're, you know, calling across to you. What about this weather we're having? 
going in and you're like, okay, yeah, whatever. So the, 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 um, driven to, we've got to all talk to one another so that we all feel good here. And then you have the introverts who have their earbuds in before they get on the plane. The book is in their hand. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they sit down, the book is open. And as far as you know, they can't hear you either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. their earbuds. Although I'm finding out more and more people don't even listen to anything. They just they put the earbuds in because everybody leaves them alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like this beautiful middle ground when something gets delayed or when you have just a lot of people to get area mm-hmm. early, mm-hmm. where you start noticing that the... Um, the raging extroverts get it out of their system and they get a fire. And some of the introverts start actually connecting with people. Like they'll mm-hmm. glance over, they'll see what you're reading, and they'll say, oh, Ursula K. Le Guin, I love her stuff. Have you read any of the other? I'm sorry, am I interrupting? Oh, oh okay. No, you, okay. And then, oh, yeah, the Earth Sea Trail, whatever. And before you know it, there's just this very gentle, quick little, it usually doesn't turn into a big mm-hmm. conversation. But now, those two people, every time they catch eyes, there's a little smile there and there's this mm-hmm. nice level of we're, we're okay. And if you needed anything, you could ask me mm-hmm. and it's, it's lovely and it builds connection, mm-hmm. but it's really, it's really obvious in a setting like that, that um, what is helpful to one person is the exact opposite to someone else. And so I think the step beyond then Vicky's talking about, that was a really long lead in. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vicky's talking about, so you walk into the first day of co-op and, and the first thing is shoulders back and chin up and a little bit of a smile and brief eye contact. And then for your introverts, the next step is to notice somebody that you have something in common with, mm-hmm. even if it's cute shoes, which is mm-hmm. one of my go-tos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, because I have the perhaps a slight obsession with yeah. shoes. And, you know, something really small. Mm-hmm. And the moment that you do that, you have let that other person know you have a friend here. Mm-hmm. And for the extroverts to bring themselves from looking at the whole room to finding an individual to mm-hmm. talk to. So rather than, so, sometimes we have our, our big booming extroverts who call out to everybody hey. across the room and it feels intrusive a little bit to some and all, and they're just trying to be super friendly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so for our extroverts, we can encourage them to you find one person and go and say something personal to them instead of mm-hmm. something that would fit the whole room, pick something that would fit that person. You know, that's a, a good practice for extroverts because they tend to just naturally draw a crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people just are very magnetic and so they will draw people right to them they don't even have to work at it so if an extrovert scans the room and notices the person that's by themselves Mm -hmm. or looks nervous Mm -hmm. and brings his crowd over to them and says hi Mm -hmm. suddenly Mm -hmm. there are friends available Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so then Kim mentioned, what is the purpose of this gathering? Mm-hmm. And that's a great place to go probably to your next step when, mm-hmm. you're, when you're building your leaders. We talked about creating the, the community and the relationships mm-hmm. there at the beginning. And then there's that whole thing of, okay, so we're here to, I don't know, maybe it's a club, maybe it's a speech club or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe the, uh, the adults are letting the students practice their leadership skills here. So they're not mm-hmm. just doing the bossy mm-hmm. mom thing of, mm-hmm. All right, let's get started, you know. Mm -hmm. And that whole thing of drawing the focus to the intended purpose for this gathering, it can be done in many very clunky, awkward ways where kids feel like that one was so bossy or, (laughs) oh, yeah, like we don't already know that. Like you're talking to us like we're three or, you know, whatever. So there are a lot of really, really clunky ways to do it. Um, But helping our, our teens learn how to clearly and succinctly Remind everybody and focus the attention in one direction. Mm-hmm. So let's bring some ideas for how, how would we 
help an extrovert do that in a way that's not going to be too bombastic and in any way condescending. I love that word. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a fun word, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, slight rabbit trail. <laughs> doesn't take much for us. No, it does not. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I, I think one of the best gifts you can give extroverts is to teach them awareness. Oh, is yeah. they, they just a, a lot of extroverts have a lot coming out of them. Yeah. And it, things just happen. So they really don't have to work really hard at it. But if they're aware of themselves and aware of their environment, it helps them to keep on the purpose so that they're not too squirrely and, um, and aware of their power they have to make good happen in their surroundings. And aware that it's not about them. You know, mm-hmm. how often do we... Even if they're the named leader. Yeah. It's still yeah. not about that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that, that it's about the group. It's about the purpose. You know, there, and there are times when it's about each of us. Mm-hmm. But if they can make it about the other person, the other people, and not necessarily everybody at one time, like you said, mm-hmm. um, that's so powerful. That's inviting leadership where the extrovert can use that gift mm-hmm. to pull in all the gifts of the other people mm-hmm. and, and make it a truly stronger team. So for either an introvert or an extrovert, a great way to get a particular meeting or gathering started on task is to ask a question. Mm-hmm. Um, something as simple as anybody else ready to do book reports or whatever it is that you're <laughs> gathered for? Yeah, or, let's do book <laughs> or anybody else stay up too late last night finishing your project? Oh, there project you go. Day. Um, it's a it's a yeah. cute, gentle, subtle. We're all in this together mm-hmm. statement mm-hmm. that also reminds everyone of the word book report or mm-hmm. project mm-hmm. for project day, which is mm-hmm. the purpose, and mm-hmm. it, it gets the the chit chat stopped, mm-hmm. and, yep. and you move on into the next phase yep. of things. And if you're an introvert, um, you can more easily find your courage to ask a question like that because you're expressing interest in the other people in the room. You're not drawing all of the interest mm-hmm. to yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're an extrovert, you could do it because you can do it bombastically mm-hmm. if you would like, mm-hmm. and it will get a chuckle mm-hmm. and everyone will hear you. And, you know, so it's, it's a pretty safe, um, yes. pretty safe way. Yeah. And an introvert might ask a question to the person next to them. Yeah. And an extrovert might ask it to the whole room. Right. Mm-hmm. Either way is leadership. That's because right. Because you've led it's that moving moment. You on, yeah. Yeah. Moving yeah. you on to the purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's see, in um, good group discussion, which is mm. a challenge for a lot of teams, whether mm. it's a class or whether it's a club or a youth group, whatever, um, how can we encourage our teens, introverts or extroverts, to lead well in class discussion? Again, I think it goes back to the, the awareness. You know, mm. if, if I'm quiet and I haven't contributed much, I need to be aware of that and be aware that it's not fair to always rely on the people who will talk forever <laughs> to yeah. do all the work. Um, and nor is it fair um, on the other side to talk all the time and not give other people a chance. Mm-hmm. And there's this powerful thing that I'm pretty sure Vicky talks about a lot. It's just the pause. Mm. You know, like as somebody who I, I can, I can talk way more than I should many <laughs> times. So I'll ask my husband a question and then I'll keep talking about the question that I asked him <laughs> as opposed to asking him a question and genuinely pausing and giving him a chance yeah. to answer. And it, it makes a huge difference. So just being aware of, 
and I just mm-hmm. did it right there. I kept right on top. Okay. <laughs> That's great, though. It was your turn. It was very yeah. nice. Yeah. Yes. But being aware. We're affirming you, Kim. It was like, it was. Yes. <laughs> so being aware, have I contributed lately? If I haven't, maybe I should try to think of something that I feel comfortable sharing mm-hmm. that will help the group. Um, and especially if you're comfortable talking a lot, is this something that is helping the group? Or is my talking so much preventing someone else from feeling comfortable taking a turn? And I think as grown-ups, especially if we're in a group setting, so either, you know, Sunday school or co-op or group classes, mm-hmm. we can set the expectation using our words. You know, we want everybody to have a time to talk. Mm-hmm. So quiet people, just be prepared mm-hmm. to contribute something. And people who like to talk, be prepared to say one or two things and then stop. And I know in your lit classes, you had poker chips. So yeah. the, do the, the, I love the poker chips. It's mm-hmm. so tangible. Yeah. Yeah. We started mm-hmm. in lit classes and then Kim started Spanish. using her in her Spanish classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We distribute um, three poker chips to every kid at the beginning of class. And they know that the, the expectation is that they need to put down a chip every time they contribute something to the class mm-hmm. discussion. And they need to use all three chips before the end of class in order to have appropriately participated and then they get group participation yes and so if you are somebody who loves to talk and you've already put down your third chip and you think of 14 more really cool things that you would love to say you just need to save them because it's or buy somebody else's paper. <laughs> yeah. I, I have definitely had kids try to hand it to a lot of yeah. Yeah. yeah but it, it really does work it's a visual reminder yeah. have mm-hmm. i spoken up mm-hmm. have i contributed or and I have a person next to me, and it's a lovely, subtle yes. leadership thing. Yeah. If you, if there's someone who is often very, very reserved, mm-hmm. very slow mm-hmm. to, to jump in there, if you glance over at them and you say, "Go ahead," mm-hmm. that's leadership. That oh, is yeah. encouraging someone else mm-hmm. to move toward the goal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. I have a couple of students that I think of when you say that that do that. They'll just lean right over. They'll even feed their friend an answer if their friend is not. Now, if their friend is being a slacker, that will be irritating. But, but if, if their friend is just quiet and struggling mm-hmm. or whatever, I think it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And that even, I'll give them a chance and I'll say, I'll even say, like, the ficha is the word in Spanish. And I'll say, okay, that's ficha worthy. Like, what you contributed, even though that's not the right answer, you gave a really good effort. So that is, you're contributing to the class mm. because everybody makes mistakes. It's important mm-hmm. to speak up even when you don't have all the right answers. Yeah. Because you got to share what you got in there. Yeah. It'll help somebody else learn too. I think piggybacking or connecting is a really good thing we can teach teens too. That if somebody says something that you agree with and you're shy, that's a really great moment too. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, what you said, because I thought pretty much the same thing when, when I blah, 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 you know? Yes. Um, it's a really safe space. And mm-hmm. if you don't agree with what the person said, it's another really great place to respectfully piggyback and say, mm-hmm. that's interesting that you said that. Because when I read that, I actually thought the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you've contributed. And it's not enough. It's not enough. Very civilly. Very civilly. We like civility. Yes, we do. Um, Previous episode. But yeah, to, to, to connect mm-hmm. and also to help if someone is rabbit trailing too far off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to say, you know, give, give everybody a moment to chuckle or whatever it is that's mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. Um, about the rabbit trail. But then to say, can we go back to the, the thing that, that you first said? 
And it's a very gentle leadership strategy to get us back on track without shaming anybody and without making a big deal. But piggyback onto the first thing that they said that was on point mm-hmm. and that guides the whole the whole group yeah. back into a place that yeah. they want to be. And kids will grow into that yeah, if you sure. give them the explanation, like these are things that will work. Mm-hmm. And so let's wrap it up. And let's say we're wrapping up an event. What are good leadership skills for us to encourage our teens and in how to effectively and warmly, but cleanly end something? Mm-hmm. Because that can be hard in particular. Mm. I'm not looking at Kim. No, no, in no. particular for extroverts, <laughs> no, no. ending a gathering in a timely fashion can yeah. be tough. And it's all for good intentions. Mm-hmm. It's because mm-hmm. there's just so many wonderful people to talk to. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah. let's talk about ways that leaders effectively, I think one of the things is simply to use your words. If you are the yeah. named leader, if yeah. you are in charge, to simply say, okay, guys, that concludes today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know who's watching the clock and who needs to get on out the door, mm-hmm. but our business is finished for today. Yeah. Just tell people straight up. Yeah. I introvert just, or extrovert. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Just acknowledge, hey, you know, I'm looking at the clock. I even set alarms on my phone because I tend, I'm, when I'm teaching, I completely lose track of time. So I've got a 10-minute warning alarm <laughs> and then, a, and then a, it's time alarm. That's a good idea. And so that yeah. puts, especially like it's really valuable for me, but I could also see that really being helpful for an introvert mm-hmm. or some, somebody just shy, not even mm-hmm. an introvert, but somebody who's shy um, because it, it puts the responsibility on the phone. And then all you have to mm-hmm. do is say, oh, okay, my phone's telling us it's time to go. Yes, that's beautiful. Uh, my phone's telling us. That's mm-hmm. good. And especially if you need to leave a space because someone else is coming into yes. that space or someone else has to be mm-hmm. somewhere else. Yeah, then to just acknowledge and then depending on what's going on, if there is an opportunity for people to hang around and chat, you can invite them to do that outside or continue it, you know, somewhere else right. that's more appropriate. And thank everybody for coming. Thanking is for their thing. Mm-hmm. For their participation, whatever they did. And if we're talking leadership, let's just let me just throw my my uptight meeting minutes kind of person oh, out yeah. there and say it can go also do's. be really good to wrap it up with go do's. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Okay, so as we're wrapping up, let's just be clear. You guys said you were going to mm-hmm. find out how much the refreshments were going to cost. And mm-hmm. you guys are going to talk to the moms who are going to chaperone, right? Is there anything else that I'm forgetting? Mm-hmm. No? Okay. We're done. We're good. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's very neat and tidy. And it's also a lovely reminder mm-hmm. for what you should do when you leave. So we want to encourage our kids to be leaders. We want them to embrace the moments where there is no named leader in the room mm-hmm. and simply exercise good leadership skills. Mm-hmm. And we also want them to do it truly and authentically from their own unique personality and having conversations with your teens about what the purpose of a group gathering is and how it is um, going to be more meaningful to them to help that group achieve its purpose for meeting or for Mm -hmm. being together. Um, They're going to enjoy it more and the people around them are going to be helped and blessed by it. So uh, yeah, encourage good leadership skills in Mm -hmm. your teens Mm -hmm. and practice them for yourself. Yeah. Among other people's. Yeah. Because we all need it. And group settings can sometimes be clunky. We would like to remove as much of the clunk for our kids as we can before they're out there having to do it without our guidance and without our encouragement. Find all sorts of things in your homeschool, high school that might be clunky without a little bit of guidance and facilitation and discussion and have discussions. And don't even try to um, coat them in chocolate and disguise them as something else. (laughs) Teens, for the most part, really respect an honest parent who says, 
I've been thinking about this and I'm not sure we've ever really talked about it. What do you think about such mm-hmm. and such? And start it as a question and let them then engage in the discussion with you. But you will be amazed at the learning that takes place when we just have meaningful conversations with our teenagers. 